Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to probably the best episode that we have so far recorded on the Ozone Podcast. That is also brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We are your hosts, Al, myself, Anthony. Today, we are joined by special guests, Orlando Magic HQ writer, Kirian, as well as social media sensation, Jeff Wogod. <laughs> What's up, gentlemen? Oh, my God. Sensation. Sensation. <laughs> He's a celebrity around there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he saying. is. So oh, hey, I, I appreciate both of you guys having me on the pod. Excited to talk some Paulo Banquero, baby. That's what I'm talking about. So we are a couple hours post the NBA draft. We're actually recording this right at midnight. So I definitely appreciate Kirian and uh, and Jeff joining us so late. But um, man, I want I want to jump right into it. There's definitely a lot of excitement. Well, there's a lot of excitement. Three out of the four, one individual is <laughs> not as excited as yeah. we are. But I mean, just jumping right into it, um, Kieran, Allen, and myself, we were at the Amway. Jeff was at home watching um, on ESPN Live. But I mean, what what are our initial reactions? Paolo Bancaro, number one, Orlando Magic. All right, which on. one y'all want to go first? So you, well, you well, go well, real quick, real quick, real quick. Because not everyone was in the Amway Center. So can, can before we talk about our reactions, can you, since you all, all three of you were there, can you speak a little bit about what you experienced or what you saw from the fans? Was it packed? Were people excited? Were people not excited? What, oh, what yeah. happened? So we were, there, we were there last year, right? And you could blame it on COVID. Um, you can blame it on different factors. But it was nowhere near as packed as it was this time around. Like today right. – the atmosphere, it felt as if we were at in an audience of an, uh, of a game, like how many people were there. It's it's really ridiculous. And so much so that, you know, the people around us knew nothing about the NBA draft. Like yep, they yeah. knew absolutely nothing. They thought Jabari Smith Jr. was a guard. They didn't know what college <laughs> was. Like just hearing the conversations that were around. So that leads me to believe that there was just so much hype around this number one pick that it really brought in, you know, all types of individuals, you know, just wanting to be a part of, of the environment. What about you, Karen? What'd you think? Oh, uh, I'm just, the, the vibe was, it was, it was great. There was just a buzz about the whole arena. Everything felt like kind of like, like we were back alive, like, like some life was breathed into the the magic crowd. Cause there, I, like, like you said, Anthony, it, that was a better turnout of our, of our crowd than some games. Like I, I've been to games where there was a worse turnout of magic fans than there was compared to tonight. Um, I remember when they had shut off the lights just to announce the pick, right before they announced the pick, um, the crowd went crazy. Um, and, and it was, it was, it was probably one of the, the most like uh, electric atmospheres of Amway I've seen probably in the last couple of years, just because this was the, the, the tide turning moment um, to kind of get us out of that whole tanking era that we were in, which really just put a huge dent in, in what uh, the media uh, thinks of our fan base. They just think that we're a bunch of, you know, there's barely any of us. And now like, it feels like this kind of, you know, breathe life back into it. Like we were like, we're back on the map. I like to say that a lot, but it, it really felt like that. Like there was traffic just to get in the parking garage. It, it felt like, you know, the city of Orlando's back. So that, that's, that's my whole takeaway. Real quick, all of you guys, what you're wearing right now, right? Those are all that's all lucky magic gear because we got Paulo Bancaro. So I need you to know that's your lucky magic gear. Can you show us? I don't know if it's possible. Can you show us your magic drip? Like what what jerseys are you wearing? 
Yeah, listen, it, if in order for me I to show it to you, it. I would have to show you my Lucky Orlando Magic underwear, and I and I don't think that that's just <laughs> something that, that we're able to share. Now, now, Jeff, I, I have to ask you, because it, this needs to be brought up, right before, oh, a few hours before mm-hmm. the draft, it was posted in social media on Twitter, and I've obviously reposted into other social media, so around the complete social media world, that if Paolo Bancaro was going to be selected, you were going to share your identity. What, what what are you talking about? I don't recall that. What was, what was that? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a good play. That's a good play. Mm-hmm. I su- I support the secrecy. So we'll we'll let no, it, no, we'll no, let it You slide. know what? You know what? Look, listen, listen. I'm a man of my word. I said I am going to reveal to everyone who I am on this podcast. I just didn't say if when I reveal it, if it will be for the world or just for you guys. And I tell you what. I am going to reveal myself to you three on this on this podcast. I, you will know who I am at the end. I promise you. There oh, you go. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll take I like that. that. I'll take but that for to, sure. We got... have to keep it secretly, right? We oh, yeah, yeah. Just for you guys. Just for you guys. Okay. Let, uh, if you guys make a $1,000 tier on your Patreon and someone pays for that, I'll tell them too. But outside of that, it's just you three. Hey, man. Hey, okay. we, we need to hit up one of those uh, Paolo Bancaro bets to see if they'll they'll purchase one of those one thousand dollar patrons how about that <laughs> uh, they cashed out for sure i'll tell you that they definitely did i think wow. jeff uh weltman uh made some money tonight for sure <laughs> <laughs> now, now, considerations. In, in regard in regards to the reaction i'm i'm going to definitely post it on social media tomorrow but my wife was kind enough to to record al and i's reaction and when you take a look at a reaction they're completely bipolar like you have my reaction you can tell that out of the two of us, somebody is extremely excited. You can also tell that the other person, not so much. <laughs> so for the listeners that are not on the Paolo train, that didn't believe that Paolo should be our pick, um, Al, how are you feeling afterwards? Now that you got some food in your system, now yes. that you got to be able to kind of let everything kind of sink in, Paolo is 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 the newest addition to the Orlando Magic. What, what are you thinking now as a, as a Jabari supporter? So listen, after uh, some food in me, a drink, and then a shot before we, we all went home, it, it sunk in now. It's real. So this is what happened. So it's not that I wasn't happy. And you guys will see the reaction. I was just shocked. Like one of those moments, you're like, you're like wait, what, what did just happen? Is this really real? You didn't cheer because the pick? I, I, I did. I clapped. You'll see the video. I clapped. Okay. I cheered. Okay. But initially, it was, it was one of those where I'm like, did this really just happen? And then it became, we're actually making a trade. Like, really, I really thought that. Like, we're going to make this trade with Houston. We're going to get Jabari. We're going to trade down, get some assets in the process. But then that never happened. And I'm like, wait, I'm going to wait another 10 minutes. And that never happened. And then Jeff spoke to the media. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's actually real now. Um, so it took me about an hour, to be honest, to really understand what just happened. Like, hey, we, we did not draft Jabari. I've been saying it all along on Twitter. I'm okay with anyone. Chad, Jabari, Paulo. I'm cool with either, either one of those guys. It was just surreal that the one guy that we did not expect, based on all the predictions, based on all the Vegas odds, nobody expected Paulo until this morning to be drafted by the Magic. And le- next thing you know, now we start hearing rumors. So, hey, the Magic met with him late last night. They met with him today. And then it became more and more real. Like, hey, this could actually happen. Um, so again, I'm excited. I, I'm, I can't wait to see him playing summer league. We we're just talking about that before we started recording. Um, but again, I, I do think though, I will say this Jabari's reaction when we did not pick him, oh, go back and watch that. That, that was, was a little rough to watch. 
yeah. knife in the heart. They, like, he looked he looked like like a completely just destroyed inside. Like he, he was devastated. You could tell he he, he was taken aback because he he said it many times that he would love to be a part of the team, love to be with Orlando. And I I was really warming up the idea of welcoming a guy who really wants to be a part of a team this bad, especially our team, like a small market team. But you can tell that that, that lit a fire in him. So, uh, I'm, like like I said, I was telling you guys this before. When we play Houston, I'm watching out. I'm I'm <laughs> gonna be careful because he's gonna light us up. I mean, he's 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 definitely gonna be upset because how much did we hear out of the three of them? He was the one that was banging his chest, saying that he wanted to be the number one pick. These are the reasons why. And then he was also saying that I've only worked out for two teams. There's no way that I'm falling after the two. And then he slid all the way down to three. And I think the initial reaction, like for me, Paolo was my guy for really, like he was the one that I wanted. And even when we drafted him, I wasn't able to fully celebrate just yet, just because we we didn't know if there was a trade coming. We didn't know if there was going to be a swap for, you know, uh, Houston at three for Jabari Smith. So I, I really didn't get the sense of, you know, the comfortability of saying, okay, this is really, really happening. Mm-hmm. But madness really happened this morning when we started hearing that, you know, the odds in Vegas is Paulo really does have a chance. And then we started hearing more and more of that. Uh, Jeff, how, how are you feeling? Are you feeling like this morning when you started hearing that Paulo might be a real possibility? Did you really think that that was going to go down the way that I did? So before I answer that, I think it's like, um, can, can I talk a little bit about my magic fandom? Because that will maybe make more sense with how I feel about everything. Let's hear it. Do it. Yeah. So, so for those who don't know, I didn't become a Magic fan until around uh, right after the finals. Like right after the finals, that's when I started becoming a, van, a fan. I was always a Vince Carter guy. So I became like a hardcore fan the day we traded for Vince Carter, right? And uh, I remember that day so vividly because that same day Michael Jackson died. Shout out to the GOAT. So so obviously, um, you know, that season it ended in disappointment and pretty much my Magic fandom for like the next 12 years it's been a disappointment if you kind of think about it, because all I know is the rebuild, right? The rebuild's been filled with disappointment. You know, since Dwight left, uh, we went to the playoffs twice, and we won only t- you know two playoff wins, right? And I don't mean series; I just mean like literally single games, right? Think about all the drafts we've been in. We were always like a pick or two away from the guy we really wanted, right? Uh, or, or we weren't a pick or two away, but the guy you know the guy who's also good in the draft was like eight or nine picks later. Then think about like all the guys we've lost in the in the rebuild, right? We lost Depot, we lost Harris, Vooch, you know, shit. We had a player who never scored less than a 50 in a dunk contest, and he didn't win it twice. I mean, so <laughs> when you think about it, rough. it's it's been rough, right? It's been really rough. Sprinkle in some injuries to key guys, and it's not been a good time. So I'm not used to having nice things. So like if you asked me before the lottery. What was like, what's like the pinnacle for you of, you know, your whole time being a Magic fan? It's kind of sad to say, but it's either the day we traded for Fultz, like last second at the tread deadline, we got Markel Fultz or DJ Augustin hitting that, you know, three point shot to win the first game in the playoffs. I mean, that's true. I, I don't know about you guys, moment. but yeah, that was a huge Magic moment. That was the Magic moment. I can't think of anything else besides those two days, besides the lottery. And then what happens? We win the lottery. And before the lottery, like, I knew I wanted Paulo Bancaro. You know, I went back to my tweets. March 29th was the first tweet where I saw where I'm tweeting about Paulo, and that's the guy I want. 
And guess what? From the day we won, I'm being told Jabari Smith Jr. is the guy. Not only that, not only am I being told Jabari Smith Jr. is the guy, they're not even saying Paulo has a chance. Like, he's not even up for debate for number two. It was Chet Holmgren. So now I'm like, you know, WTF, <laughs> this is the one year we win, but I don't get the guy I want. How, how is this freaking possible? And in my mind, I'm like, Paulo Boncaro, he's the best. He's just the best at basketball in this draft class. How's everyone not seeing this? How do I keep seeing stuff about Jabari and Chet? Now, don't get me wrong. If you look at my Twitter, I like to have fun. My, my account's all about having fun. So you'll see me, you know, I'll poke fun at Jabari one day, and I'm like, yeah, Jabari's the best player. And, you know, I, I, do, I did like Chet, but my, my love for Chet was more like, okay, well, if I can't have Jabari, Chet's like, the no, you know, the next best thing. If I can't – I'm sorry, if I can't have Paolo, Chet's the next, the next best thing. So then, you know, so fast forward some, we're going through, you know, the draft process. Everything is indicating Jabari, Jabari, Jabari. We're going to get Jabari. But then, you know, a little few things started happening within the last week. I'm, hmm, what's going on here? Like, I go on Paolo's IG, he's only following Magic players. He's not following a single OKC player. He's not following a single Rockets player. Thought that was a little suspicious. Last night, I couldn't go to sleep. I find that the Wagner brothers are on some random podcast. And the two guys that are uh, doing the interview with them, they're trying to get them to say, Hey, who do you think the Magic are going to draft? And they, and, you know, if you look at Mo Wagner's face, he's like laughing because he can't really say anything. So what they do instead is they say, "Okay, we'll tell you what we think," and they say, "We think it's Jabari Smith." And then they ranked Paulo third. And then if you look at Mo Wagner's reaction, that said everything right there to me. I'm like, he knows something is up because he looked like he really wanted to say, "You guys have no idea what y'all talking about. Jabari is not him." So I'm starting to feel a little excited. And I wake up this morning. I look in my DMs. I see some guy with a check mark say, hey, I know you're a big Polo guy. I just want you to know somebody last night put a big, large sum of money on Paulo Boncaro. And I'm like, oh, this is it. It is happening. And then like two seconds later, Woj crushes my dreams again because he, he pretty much tweets, no, Jabari's still the guy. You guys don't know what you're talking about. So, you know, again, it's just like, how are we? How how is this going to happen to me again? We missed out on Luca. We missed out on Trey, right? You know, we, we there's all these guys that we we miss out on, and I'm going to do it again, even though we have the number one pick. So today, I'm you know, uh, I was in Discord, but I left from with the Reddit guys for a little because I promised my wife because she saw how excited I was uh, when <laughs> we won the lottery. She wanted to see my reaction to see what would happen, and I you know she already knows this is the guy I really want. We're not going to get him, so this is like the second best option, Chet. I'll be okay with Jabari, but, you know, if I can't have him, I want Chet. And when they say Paolo Biancaro, like when I heard his name, I don't know why I yelled this, but I yelled Taco Tuesday for no freaking reason. I was, <laughs> hey. I was screaming. I was hollering. I'm I couldn't believe you. this was real life. I mean, it was, it was just amazing. And my next thought was, wow, Jeff Weltman masterclass job right there he fooled the whole freaking world all of us thought that paulo had zero chance to go number one right all this stuff about he didn't want to work out with us he didn't meet with us he didn't think he want he don't want to be in orlando right uh they, they did the draft day interview with jabari i mean man well played bravo 
That's why you are the man. That's why, you know, if you look at me, I, I don't stand an NBA player. I stand the president of basketball operations. That's that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, it's it's great because like it, I've never seen I've never seen Waj seem so flustered before. Like he he always seems to be extremely confident in what he does, what he says, everything's with intention. But the way that you started off the the ESPN segment was talking about how well that you know the the magic front office had this stealth operation that they kept everything extremely close to the chest they literally had no idea until moments before the draft where we started seeing that there was some steam speeding up for Paolo. and the fact that that's the way that it ended literally nobody saw it coming if it wasn't for these vegas odds that i don't know if maybe i just didn't pay attention to it as much because we never had the first pick but i can't remember a nba draft where Vegas was such a big topic the way that it was this time around. Oh yeah. And I and I Not think that everything. this is probably and Grant is because we had the number 1 pick and you know it's it's our team, but this is probably one of the most stressful, the most exciting, the most in anticipation, anxiety. Like today at work completely worthless. Like there there was no <laughs> there, I am so sorry to anyone that had to work with me today because I was completely worthless because of the amount of focus I had because literally it seemed like every single minute if I got off if my eyes went off the phone for a moment something happened and I missed it. But yeah. all in all, I couldn't think of a better outcome. The way that everything ended that I I wish that there was some type of film, some type of interviews, documentary, anything because the way that everything panned out um, would make so much money and just in regards to entertainment and publicity and, and whatever yeah. the case may be. But, you know, well, man was, was definitely the man. And if anyone thinks that this man does not, you know, deserve what he has or the extensions, you're out of your mind because the way that he finessed um, really NBA with the information everyone was, was like and you said, Jeff, masterclass, masterclass. Man, yeah. he finessed Woj. I mean, who does that? Nobody. That's hard to do. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. I find I find it, it like you said. It's it's just like a bunch of like collective moments that are all just jumbled together. It's it was the most controversial draft I've ever put this much focus into, and it was just like it was like a giant soap opera around the league. Like everything just coming in at once. So many uh, components happening. Uh, so many components contributing to what people think is going to happen. And 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 it's like I, I like to think of it like like the T Max scoring thirteen points in thirty three seconds. Like. Everything was looking like, oh, they're, they're not going to they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Oh, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And they do it. This right at the last second. You have the, these these very final moments, literally the, the last five minutes that I'm, I'm checking my phone. I'm, I'm at the, the draft party. I'm just watching. And I'm like, there's no way they actually go for Paolo. And then he comes on and he says Paolo's name. It's, it's just it, it was an insane twist of events, like like just the the most uh I, the most composed I've I've been, but also the most out of control I've been. Like I, I try I tried my best to keep my cool, and then when they said that name, I was I was jumping out of my seat. I was I was just going crazy. I was trying to get the crowd riled up. Like there was just so much surrounding that pick. It, it was just it, it was it was a really really great night. A really great night. Yeah, you know the thing that never made sense to me about all this was the the day we won the lottery. It's like Jeff Weltman. You know, he put, he put, I felt like everyone that was in the room must have saw him go a fist pump. And then he yelled out, hey, just so you all know, I think Jabari Smith Jr. is the best player in the draft. You know, that, that never made sense to me because, like, how did they know from that day it was Jabari <laughs> exactly. Smith Jr.? And one thing I was telling a lot of fans was this. They probably already knew it was Paulo the moment they won. 
They've been scouting these kids since high school. They spent yep. millions of dollars just strictly on scouting talent, especially the Magic. I mean, we knew we were going to be in the draft for a while, right? So, like, they already knew. So when I saw Jabari here and then I saw Chet was here, you know, to me, that was more like, okay, look, I think Paulo's a guy. Let me see if you can convince me otherwise. Like, that's how I took those two things. And the fact that we didn't see Paulo – that didn't necessarily deter me from thinking we wouldn't pick them because, again, I already knew they probably already had the idea. Like John Hammond even said, I think like the day after we won the lottery, you know, if I had to make a pick like I could. I mean, we, we wouldn't do that, but I, we probably could do it right. if we had to. So I, I think one of the things that really pissed me off about this whole in the, like the last 30 days is that we're looking at all these mock drafts and everyone is saying, you know, J Jabari Smith to Orlando and literally everyone is saying that we're looking at the ringer, the athletic ESPN. Everyone, everyone is saying Jabari Smith. But then we take a look at everyone's big board in his Palo. Yeah. And it's like everyone is legit saying on paper, Jabari Smith is a perfect fit for the for the Orlando Magic where they, everyone's completely ignoring the fact that chet is is the the king of all long boys right and a player that's that's paulo is exactly in my opinion what we need because what we need is an offensive player that's a go-to guy that you say hey go get me a bucket and he says hey here you go and finally we can honestly sit here and say that we have that and if we're looking at it now we ask ourselves what's to come What's to come is is the summer league. What's to come is the first summer league. We're gonna we're gonna take a look at you know Paolo going against Houston Rocket Jabari Smith Jr., who wasn't too happy that we didn't select him. But moving forward, you know how are you guys looking at how the fit would look like in the starting lineup? You know we we are we already we're already looking at you know the 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 Jonathan Isaac. He's gonna be healthy. Okay, so what are we gonna do with Paolo and Jonathan Isaac and Franz Wagner? So, uh, Kieran, what, what are you thinking there? I mean, the, the thing with, with J.I., uh, you know, we know he's coming off of a, another surgery. So I, I don't think he starts this season. I, I think you have your clear front court starters. I don't really think it's much of a debate. You got Franz, Paolo, and Wendell. Um, but I think that the fit is just so seamless. Like, like you have all these these talented guys on, on that one roster in Markel, Suggs, Franz, and Wendell. But – with all due respect to all of those guys, they're they're not a number one option that you build around. Uh, and and I, I love I think Franz is, is definitely close to that, but you you don't have the the scoring arsenal to to build a um to build a team around him to make him a number one scoring option to make him a a primary option in the playoffs specifically where we see like you need a a score first wing a score first forward to win in this league like it's just it's stamped in if you've seen the last like. I don't know what it is like 12, 15 finals MVPs. They're all forwards who are the alphas of their team. Like obviously, except for Curry. Um, but uh, to that fact, like you have so many talented guys, but I've heard this so many times, like the magic, they are loaded with almost too much talent that there's too many mouths to feed. You have to focus and hone in on one. And when you hone in on one, you have to pick the guy who is going to bring everything to the table who has all those talents. And I feel like Paolo is the only guy I can think of that has all those talents that you can bring him into the roster. You give him the keys to the franchise and you say, go and run with it. You know, this is your team. You're the number one pick. Um, you're going to be our number one scoring option. You're going to bring publicity to Orlando. You're going to make us um, the Orlando magic that has excited the world once again. 
Um, and I just feel like we've always needed that. And I would have loved the Jabari fit. I would have think that we we would have loved his shooting. We definitely would have needed it. Um, and the, the defense definitely would add to our defensive identity. And the Chet fit, I, I was originally very high on the Chet fit. But now that I'm thinking back on it, it's like you're going to have another guy who's going to struggle to score and put the ball in the bucket right off the bat. It's like I, 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 I might – say you know six seven years down the line we might look at it and be like okay well chet definitely did have the superstar potential he had the upside but i feel like you know now you you want to take orlando out of the pit and you want us to be back in the running back and back and being talked about you want us to have that sort of you know cleveland cavaliers type rise like what they had this year or something like what atlanta did in in 2021 with the uh that random Eastern Conference Finals appearance. You want something like that out of this team. You need something to breathe some life into them because they they were, you know, they were going downhill. But now now we're looking a lot brighter and I, I like the fit for Paolo just because he's your guy. You market him, you go crazy with him. You have your your Tatum, your jaw, the guy that gets you on ESPN Sports Center. And I, I'm all for that. All for that. Yeah, Paolo was looked at as the guy that would most likely win Rookie of the Year. You looked at a player like Jabari and Chet, and you you could convince yourself that, hey, they may take a couple extra years for them to be able to get there to where Paolo may be a little more immediate. So, Jeff, what do you, what are you thinking? What are your expectations now that we, we've decided our direction, we, we've decided Paolo with someone that would be able to help this team immediately? And this is something that, you know, Jeff Wellman kind of touched on. Um, what are your expectations for Paolo? What are you expecting? Um, do you see him being the leading scorer? Do you see him kind of pushing us into the play-in or, or into the playoff bounds? What, what are your thoughts there? I do, I do. Uh, but just, you know, real quick uh, to answer that, but also kind of touch on what you guys were just talking about. I've never been a guy that thinks when you have the number one pick, you need to pick the player that's the best fit on the team. To me, when you have the number one pick, you pick the best player, and then afterwards you say who on the team complements this player. Especially when you have the second worst record in the NBA. Hell yeah, exactly. We're not a playoff team. Everyone says, oh, yeah, you know, if we're healthy, we're a playoff team. Look, you're not a playoff team until you're a playoff team. You have to make the freaking playoffs. So until you can do that, you can't say you're a playoff team. So to me, next year – do I expect them to go play in or play off? That'd be great. But to me, next year is like tryout year. Which one of you guys on the team are going to best fit with Paolo? Because he's the direction we're moving with. He's the number one pick. And then we're going to make the team based on the lineups that work best with Paolo Boncaro. Because, to, uh, Karen, I think you were talking about it. We have a lot of guys on the team that are like maybe. It's like, you know, you need a top 20 guy to make it to the finals, yeah. right? Think when Miami went, Jimmy Butler, top 20 guy. Think when the Suns went, right? Devin Booker, top 20 guys. Usually those top 20 guys, they have like that Mamba mentality, that F you, I'm the best player on the court, and I know I'm the superstar here, right? And that's the one thing I think Franz is missing a little bit. I'm Not, not to say that he he has the skill set. I don't know if he has that mindset, although I will say, after listening to him speak on the podcast yesterday, he talked about his upbringing, upbringing in Europe. And in Europe, that type of behavior is not acceptable. Like the, I'm going to, you know, talk shit and, and, you know, say I'm the best, like they don't do that over there. So that might be a reason why he, he appears more reserved. That might not be who he, who he is, but to me, Paulo is that guy who's that top 20 player that can elevate us to, you know, a, a team that can be in the playoffs. And, you know, 
uh, I made comparisons before, if you follow my Twitter, that Paolo reminds me a little bit of Jason Tatum. And if I'm looking at our roster, I'm kind of seeing a little bit comparables to us and the Celtics, right? Look at Wendell Carter Jr. That's Al Harford right there, right? I said Paolo Tatum. If you look at Franz, he's got a little bit of Jalen Brown to him, except this guy can play make. This guy can dribble, right? So he's got he's got a skill set that kind of mirrors him a little bit. You know, Jalen Suggs can kind of be like our Marcus Smart. So I think we're building something here. It just is at the end of the day, I think next year is more like, I don't, I, you know, Magic fans probably don't want to hear this, but, you know, I, I don't necessarily think we're a playoff team next year. Uh, next year is going to be like the final testing year. Okay, which, which lineups work best? Let's see what it looks like with J.I. back. Let's see what it looks like with Fultz back. Uh, I don't know what type of free agents we're going to get, but what what this is all look like because Paolo Bancaro is that bucket getter. And, you know, and even just saying that, I think is a discredit to Paolo. He's an excellent facilitator. He's an excellent playmaker. You know, I, I say Tatum, but he, he kind of actually reminds me of LeBron with the way he's able to make passes and just make the right plays. Uh, he's built like LeBron, you know? So I, sure. I really do feel like next year is more about which pieces best fit with Paolo. And then, you know, at some point, we're going to have to package some of the guys because we have a lot of, you know, assets. We might have to cash in. It's, you know, but I still think we need one more year before we do that. What's going on, Magic fans? Are you ready for the NBA champs to be crowned? Join the finals actions with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. Looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the NBA finals? With a DraftKings same game parlay, you can do just that. This NBA season, a customer placed a $5 same-game parlay and won over $5,000. You can create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team is going to win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, now when we when we take a look at... Um, you know, jumping into the second round because the Orlando Magic did make a pick there. We ended up trading one of the second round picks um, to the Los Angeles Lakers, our 35th. And then just jumping into our 32nd pick, Kieran, what, what did you think there? You're, you're, you're a draft expert, but when it comes so, to that second pick, Magic decided to do something crazy, which is <laughs> keeping their pick. So uh, what are your thoughts there? What, what did you like about that pick? I, I liked it. Um, initially, I was I was a little shocked. I, I thought they were going to go Jaden Hardy. He was left on the board, uh, and me and me and Al were, were clamoring for that. Um, but I, I'm, I like Caleb Houston. I, li- I like the Caleb Houston pick. I, I knew a little bit about him. I actually I'm not going to claim to know say that I I, I was very heavily uh, educated on on Caleb Houston's game, but um, I I did look a couple at a couple articles at a couple um, a couple clips. And he seems like the type of guy that you would want to, you know, bury on your third uh, on your third string team. Um, hopefully, he can earn some minutes. Maybe send him to Lakeland for a little bit. But he's a he's a a, a sizable wing. 
He can play, um, you know, around two to four. He's, he's stretchable. Um, and he's one of those, those just those valuable glue guys. I mean, obviously he played for, for Michigan under the same system of Franz. And we've seen what they can do with uh, with versatile wings. So I, I think that, that pick is a really good pick, especially with, with what was left on the board. Um, you know, you did have Jaden Hardy. You could have gotten that guy who's sort of like a, mini, a little microwave scorer. But I, I really like the Caleb Houston pick. I think he'd, he'd be a, a, a decent fit for our um, our team of just, just stretchable wings, just very versatile, positionless. Um, it'll, it'll be, a, I think we'll, it'll be a nice experiment. Hopefully they, they'll, they'll find a, a way to get him some minutes. I'm hoping to see some, something out of him. Cause obviously we all know how the reputation is for the magic and their second round picks. Like we have not touched one since like Melvin Frazier and Wessel Wundu. So clearly the fact that they, they kept it at all in the first place is telling that they, they like this dude. Um, and they've done their due diligence studying him. And I'm, I'm really excited. I, I hope he'll, he'll be a contributor someday. And some some of the things that I I saw quickly about him, um, I read that he was originally in the beginning of the season supposed to be a first round pick, um, and he's he's a, he's a shooter, he's a streaky shooter. He's still going to need some time to develop, but someone that was definitely sought out to be um, to go a lot higher. So um, I'm yeah. interested to see him and you know definitely Paulo in that summer league. Um, and just to kind of wrap this up a little bit, man, what are your what are your final thoughts, Al? Man, final thoughts for me, it's got to be with the front office, right? So, I mean, what else can you say? That This dude's shocked all of us. They played the NBA. They played Roach, for God's sakes. Um, amazing job. Amazing job doing what they do best, keeping information inside, not leaking anything. Um, and at the end of the night, I really believe we're one of those teams that won the draft tonight. I mean, not only, again, with, with Paula, but I do believe our second-round pick was also a great pickup. Kid can shoot, play defense. Um, again, comes from Michigan, so he's going to come right into France, someone that he can kind of look up to uh, as he gets used to our, our team here in Orlando. Um, but, I mean, that's my takeaway, just how much of an amazing job our front office did tonight and throughout this entire process, fooling the entire league. Props to them. And I'm, also, I'm, I'm just excited for next week now. We have free agency starting exactly in one week. How much are they keeping already inside uh, into what they're doing in free agency? So it's going to be fun. Yeah, for sure. On that note, Kieran, I appreciate you so much for joining us. Follow him on KP20 Magic. Um, and Jeff, man, where where is it that we can find you for those that aren't already following you? I mean, uh, honestly, you just uh, Magic Man 816. It's I think it's both that for Instagram and for Twitter. Uh, and, you know, real quick, I just want to say one final word for Magic fans, because I'm sure some people right now, are really upset we didn't get Chet Holmgren, are really upset we didn't get, you know, Jabbar Smith Jr. I just want to say, just think back to before lottery day. What type of pick did you think you were getting? I bet you you thought we were getting the fourth, the fifth, or the sixth pick. If I had a time machine and I can go back to that day and I would tell you, listen, would you rather have the fifth pick or any one of Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith Jr., or Paulo Bancaro? Which would you prefer? Every single one of us said, just give me any one of those three guys yep. and I'm happy. We're set, right? It's just because we won the first pick, we got greedy. And then we started, you know, drawing the line with this is my guy. But just go back to that day. You would have been happy if any one of those three guys. So sleep it off tonight. Wake up tomorrow. <laughs> get excited because Paulo Bancaro is the future of the Orlando Magic. And we all need to get behind this guy. That is, that is yes, fact. Sir. 
That is fact. Do not buy his jersey just yet because they are selling his jersey wearing Aaron Gordon's old number. So I'd wait on it until <laughs> it, it becomes official. Um, but but on that note, Team Bancaro, it's a wrap. We'll catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. For all the latest Orlando Magic news and updates, follow us on Twitter at the Ozone Pod and on Instagram at Orlando Magic HQ. Remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.